Hey, welcome to Off the Rails Podcast, a theory and conversation. It's uh, me, Ian Savage. I'm just going to be a solo effort today. Um, I wanted to talk about my deepest concerns. Um, you know, Moving forward in the podcast, I sometimes may come off the cuff as a little self-centered and individualist. And I want to give kind of my reasoning behind that just because I think having a little bit of understanding uh, coming from an individualist standpoint, kind of see where I take moral precipice over individuals, over groups. And so I'll just, I'm just going to read this and um, keep that moving forward in your mind when you're thinking about where I'm coming from. In our modern political world, so often does public discourse fall somewhere on the left or the right of the political spectrum. Unfortunately, this is not a surprise. It is a common phenomenon that people's moral temperament often describe where one might find them politically. On average, it is true that someone with a high degree of conscientiousness, open-mindedness, and general agreeability will usually be socially and economically liberal, or more precisely, on the left. It is also true that, on average, someone who is more generally disagreeable often opposed to change or has a deep relationship with tradition and are more often orderly in their lives could be described as socially and economically conservative or on the political right. What follows from this diagnosis of political temperament appears to me is that of values and where concerns lie for others. Historically, the political right in America has been for small government, individual liberty, and God-given inalienable rights. The values have traditionally stemmed from the classical liberal tradition, often associated with philosophers like John Locke or John Stuart Mill. Today, however, Republicans are but a shadow of their former glory. While they often claim to be for individual liberty, their true colors are often to be shown in gross support of religious ideology or the blind backing of corporations that directly counteract the interests of their base and the larger polis as a whole. Well, this piece is not is an attack on corporations or capitalism, I do think that a true Republican would would want to represent the Republic and not outsider interests in order to continue to be elected for their own sake. We can explore similar problems with the political left. American Democrats have had a colored history, to say the least. During their original founding, they were often associated with slave owners, the Ku Klux Klan, and many other segregationist groups during the mid to late 19th century. But since women's suffrage, the first and second waves of feminism, the civil rights movement, and more public discussion of gay rights, Democrats have come to be associated with the problems and suffering of minority groups. More recently, social Democrats especially have turned their eye toward the LGBTQ plus community, specifically the trans rights activists and the intersectionality movement, where the oppressed have literally become violently opposed to the patriarchal right and scream for equality of outcome. Not as tasty as ice cream, I'm afraid. This is where my concern emerges, out of the end product of left and right identity politics. My deepest concern is for the individual, the smallest of all minorities. When the right boasts their neo-nationalism and neoconservatism that they are so unfortunately now associated with, they are closing off America's rich culture of opportunity to the people who so desperately need it. I am not opposed to the approach that looks at America's needs first, but this land has historically become what it is known for for a reason. We are the land of liberal democracy, opportunity, freedom, multiculturalism, and many more great things that migrants and our own citizens find great meaning and value in. In turn, what the left does is continue to segregate us all into categories of oppression. In their critique of hierarchies, they correctly identify the problem of inequality. I would like to come back to this issue of equality in a later blog essay, but for now, let us assume that their concern is sound. 
With that in mind, when the left identifies their oppressor as a patriarchy, or white men, or the structure of capitalism itself, instead of wanting to fix the problems found in our society, which seem to have been working quite well for us, they want to upend the culture entirely. Oppressed becomes oppressor. Slave becomes master. Movements like Black Lives Matter and Hashtag MeToo's ultimate goals are to reverse the roles they claim to disagree with so fervidly now. My problem can be illustrated by the normal distribution, or bell curve as some might be familiar with of data. Speaking specifically about how the problems of minorities or the oppressed are addressed, it is the ones who find themselves lumped in the middle of the curve whose problems would most frequently and efficiently be dealt with. If you're a trans, black, overweight, disabled, Muslim, and millennial woman, your problems are likely to take top priority, while folks at the tail ends of the distribution are likely to never be heard. This highlights my problems with the grouping and categorization of people in general. Groups don't vote. Individual persons do. Even if you fall into one of the now countless groups delineated by the intersectional uh, Olympians, there are likely issues that you care about that will never be heard. It becomes the needs of the many of the needs of the few at that point. If the purpose is to overturn the obviously racist hierarchical stru structure of society, guess what? Reversing the role still places people at the bottom. If the purpose is to eliminate hierarchies altogether in favor of a more egalitarian but still ultimately utilitarian society, you have now homogenized culture, while still leaving the problem that individuals will never be heard. If we leave individuals lost in the fog, then there may not be great people to rise up and create something amazing. There would be no Elon Musk, no Mark Twain, no Albert Einstein, no Mary Curie, no Mary Shelley, and no Maya Angelou. But more importantly, an homogenized culture there would be no clear distinction of values. Moving forward in this podcast, my actions are, if my actions are off-putting, try viewing me through this lens. The project that I am part into undertaking on the blog and the broader conversation with Josh at the Only One blog is dedicated to the individual. All topics and arguments are welcome. All right, thanks guys for this um, tuning in for this episode. We'll see you on the next one and uh, keep listening and join us off the rails. <laughs>